Get out of here, Who Sam. Is that? Oh, it's Sam. Yeah, that's true, actually. I, I, I do not like green eggs and Sam. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam. I am. Chance. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay, sorry, roommate comes in. He has no clue I do any of this stuff, so. Smash Ultimate has topped the EVO registration for the first time in history. Usually we have games like a Street Fighter. Usually we have... Actually, it's pretty much a Street Fighter, as far as I know, that usually tops the rankings. So to have Smash Ultimate top it is actually really cool. It's a huge step for Smash games. Having a little bit more Smash recognition in the gaming scene, as well as eSports, is just so nice. I love watching Smash... Back when Smash 4 was really popular, I loved watching... A lot of the pros go at it. I sing freaking combos that I physically can't do it. Have you seen? Have you seen people try to do? Like, have you seen their hands when they're doing that? It's disgusting how quick oh. some people are. It makes me really mad. Not gonna lie, because here I am. I'm training super hard to try and get these combos, and they're and they're pretty basic. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't have a switch, and I used to play on Wiimote Nunchucks. So when the switch came out, and I had to transition to a GameCube controller, oh, dude, I was trying dirty. to. Yeah, yeah. Heat and freeze your Wiimote unchuck. The no. hell's wrong with you? No, dude, I was so good. I would clap your cheeks. But here's the thing. When I had to switch over to the GameCube controller, I was trying to get simple combos. And when I eventually did get them, I was like, oh, that's so good. And then I actually went to a tournament where Konga played, one of the best DK players in the world. I didn't get to meet him, but I stood next to him. It was pretty cool. And I would watch him play, and all the inputs and stuff that he would do were actually insane. It made me feel like I was subpar. <laughs> It made like me be below standard. It made me feel like I was not worth it. <laughs> like <laughs> I felt so bad, but it's super it gets, cool. It's paired against him. Just <sighs> my buddy just, played I, I him. I already, I already know I'm not gonna beat you. Oh, my buddy, my buddy played him. him. Yeah, and he he actually took um. It was three stocks, and my buddy actually took two of his stocks out. It was a close game. Wait, is your buddy a big Smash player? Yeah, he's big, but he's not like pro scene or anything. He just likes to Get play. Get him in these tournaments. Earn some money off of him. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea, Aww. actually. So, But no, oh, it, it's really cool to see Smash Ultimate actually topping the registration for Evo. So it'll be a huge scene. We're going to have some great talent, and I am excited to watch it. I mean, you see uh, Smash and Street Fighter, but has, I, the real question I have to ask here is, is Mortal Kombat one of those things that comes in Evo, or is that not really ever thrown about? I want to say that it is, except the thing is, is that no one really cares about Mortal Kombat. It's such a niche player base. Not a ton of people play it. I don't play it partially just because I think it's gross. Like, I don't have a problem with the violence, but some of the things that you do are pretty nasty. I don't oh, like how... Uh... Who, who's the guy? It's like Johnny something, Johnny Cash or some shit like that. I forget what his name is, but he's like, he'll, uh, and the only reason I know this is because my buddy Terry owns, I think it's X or whatever the hell was on the Xbox one. Freaking berries inside your spine and rips you to the side. He's like, here's Johnny. It's just so gross. Oh, it's so good. Some of, some of the, some of the brutalities are pretty cool, but some of them are just disgusting. They make me cringe. They make me cringe. <laughs> So moving on, there are a few things that we're not going to talk about, but we wanted to at least mention. The first thing is Verizon is now offering 5G to a very specific phone, and that is a special version of the Galaxy S10. So if you want to get 5G and test it out, you have to get that specific phone. Borderlands 3 is going to be an Epic Store exclusive, which a lot of people are pissed about. And the uh, 4K remaster of everything up until this time, Borderlands, is coming out. I want to say it came out last week sometime. Could be wrong. 
Google confirmed the Pixel 4, and Huhi is released from 100 Thieves, a League of Legends player was released from 100 Thieves. He was a mid laner, and they released him because he really isn't that good. Wouldn't that be something that they would have figured out initially? Well, the thing is, is that a lot of people thought that he was going to do, because he really isn't that bad, but when he went on Hunted Thieves, it was just one of those things to where he didn't perform like they thought that, that he was going to, and so they kicked him off. They fired him. Oof. Oof GameStop this year has lost $673 million compared to last year in revenue. And that's astounding. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are some areas to where GameStop has sold more compared to last year. But the biggest area where GameStop fell short was in pre-owned game sales. They dropped pre-owned game sales by 21.3% compared to last year. Well, you got to feel bad for GameStop because the majority of GameStop sales and more, most game retailers in general come from the from the sales that they get from the pre-owned games that people bring in. It's just really sad though because here's here's one thing that kind of kind of boggled my mind a little bit. Digital sales rose by 4.7% and collectible sales rose by 3.1%. Digital sales in GameStop rose 4.7%. That makes no sense. Why not just buy it? On your console, why why go into GameStop to buy the digital thing? No, no, no. See, because I was talking with you about this when you brought up, I think it was episode, I think it was our very first podcast when you brought up the the new Xboxes come out without the dish tray. With collectibles going up and digital sales going up, there's a reason for that because people like having stuff that you can throw on a shelf. Me and my roommate combined, I think, have a full black desk just full of little Amiibos. Wow. <laughs> Amiibos and stuff from other games from the, from the Wii U and Switch. I have a friggin' What is this? The I, I, I have to look at it. Little, little Star Wars Nutcracker. Little, little Stormtrooper Nutcracker. You know? That's nice. I'm a, I'm a big collectible guy myself, so I see, I see a reason to purchase them, even if they don't do much. Yeah, it's just kind of funny to me, though, how GameStop is known for their pre-owned games, but they dropped 21.3% in that category, but then their digital sales increased. Like, it just shows that physical games are starting to come to an end. We're starting to move towards digital games. It, it still kind of, like I said, baffles me that people would go in to GameStop to buy a digital game. It's just like, what? <laughs> are you Okay, the only way I see that being odd is like, I remember going in, I think it was two or three years ago when they used to have, I think they might still have them. They have those boxes for World of Warcraft, but there's no disc in it. It's a fucking code in the box that you use to just download it online i see why yeah that doesn't make sense <laughs> to me just buy it off the friggin' website you exactly minis. exactly like there's no point to actually walk in and you know buy it when you could literally type in world of warcraft download and then you buy it and download it right there unless if they just really want to get outside but who wants to you get know, outside you know, nowadays xd i kind of <laughs> i kind of i kind of need to i i'm i'm suffering from uh what is it swamp swamp butt if, if you, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> yes, I'm sitting sitting too much in my chair. It's oh, marinating. I got I got to get up. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let, let's let's move on. What do you have? What do you have? We have one more thing to talk about. What is it? All right. All right. Let me let me pull up the article here. For anyone here who's living in the EU, European Commission has been demanding stopping of geo-blocking games. The title of this is European Commission demands Valve stop geo-blocking games inside of the EU. Valve and the five publishers accused of geo-blocking Steam activation queues for games sold primarily in Eastern Europe. I, I, and I'm sorry if I completely butcher these these names, but uh, 
I'm just going to spell this one out. C-Z-E Chia, uh, Estonia, Hungary, Latvia, Lith- Lith- Lithuania. Lithu- yeah, Lithuania, Poland, and Slovakia. Uh, and in some cases, Romania, uh, which runs against EU's grand aim of creating a digital single market. The effect of this geolocking is to prevent people from wealthier nations, such as the UK or Germany, buying games in EU member countries that have cheaper pricing and then playing them back in their home country. It just sounds really interesting because you see a lot when you go to like CD Keys or G2A where you'll find a game. Let's just say, you you know, you want to buy Monster Hunter World or something like that. So you type in Monster Hunter and then it pulls up different keys and it says Europe. I have seen somewhere, let's say like Poland or Latvia or something like that to where you could buy those. But it's just kind of interesting that for whatever reason, they're trying to say you can't have specific games in in specific regions because of whatever reason. Yeah, that are cheaper. Because, I mean, just think about it this way. Let's just say you live in England and you really want to buy whatever game it is. So you search it up and you find a cheaper key when it's over on Eastern Europe. Why wouldn't you buy that? I just don't see what the implications are as to wanting to try and region lock specific games. Is it to... Is it some sort of tax or something? It doesn't say anything about a tax necessarily. I mean, I guess the big reason, I guess, that you and me would be saying here would be like, why is the EU causing so many problems? <laughs> True. Because especially with Article 13, <laughs> like we talked about earlier. Yeah, we talked about that uh, just in the last podcast. We were talking about Article 13 and what it's been doing uh, to basically copyright strike shit. And now they're doing this shit. I don't, underst- I don't understand why you would do it. I really don't either. I mean, the only thing that I can think of is like I said, there might be some sort of tax or something, but even then, it's it doesn't make much sense to try and region lock specific games. I, I really don't let know. Me, let, me, let me take another little paragraph out of this article here, if if you don't mind. Let yeah, me go, go, ahead. go ahead. Here's here's another paragraph from the exact same article, and the article's it's it'll take you two minutes to read through. It's not it's not very lengthy. New EU rules implemented in December 2018 specifically forbid what EC calls unjustified geoblocking, and the present expression of dissatisfaction underscores that stance the conflict here is that between companies trying to tailor their sales strategy on per on per country basis and the eu effort to create a market that like the united states maintains a single basic price across all states that they're wanting everybody to pay the exact same price no matter where you live but why does that why does that matter why is it a big thing I, I, i don't see why it matters but i can see why certain companies would want that that way people aren't buying their 60 dollar game for 20 dollars but in that same instance, Steam has its very large Steam sales. Yeah. But I guess those are I guess those are just digital like digital keys. So I guess, I guess that's different than if you go and purchase maybe like a physical copy. I I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. We'll have to try and look at that in the future and come back to it and see what the uh, what the law has been, you know, in the future. What what the ramifications of this turn out to be? Yeah, make. yeah, it'll be interesting. So let's move into esports stuff real quick. I'll talk about Call of Duty Pro Leagues and whatnot. So in Division A, we have Gen G in first. Second, we have Optic Gaming. Third, we have Midnight. Fourth, we have Red Reserve. Fifth, we have Luminosity. Sixth, we have YUY or UYU. How are you would say that? <laughs> it just looks like a face, like a cat face or something. Uh, seven, we have Reciprocity. I think is how you say that. And eighth, we have Evil Geniuses. Division B, we have Heretics. Second, we have E United. Third, we have Hunted Thieves. Fourth, we have Splice. Fifth, we have Team Envy. Sixth, we have Enigma Six. Again, it's kind of a tongue twister. 
Seventh, we have Denial Esports. And eighth, we have Accelerate Gaming. Moving on to League of Legends in the LCS, we have in first team Liquid, second Cloud9, third TSM, fourth FlyQuest, fifth Golden Guardians, sixth Echo Fox, seventh we have a tie between CLG and Optic Gaming, in ninth we have Clutch Gaming, and in tenth we have Hunted Thieves, and then LEC Europe, we have in first G2 Esports, second Origin, third Fnatic, fourth Splice, fifth Team Vitality, sixth SK Gaming, 7th Schalke, 8th Misfits, 9th Excel Esports, and 10th Rogue. Moving on to Overwatch. And first we have San Francisco Shock. Second we have New York Excelsior. Third we have Chengdu Hunters. Holy crap. Fourth we have London Spitfire. Fifth we have Los Angeles Gladiators. Sixth we have Boston Uprising. Seventh Vancouver. 8th, Toronto Defiant. So we have a three-way tie for 9th, Dallas Fuel, Houston Outlaws, and Paris Eternal. 12th, we have Philadelphia Fusion. 13th, we have Seoul Dynasty. We have a tie for 14th with Hangzhou Spark and Los Angeles Valiant. In 16th, we have Florida Mayhem. 17th, Washington Justice. In 18th, we have a tie with Atlanta Reign and the Shanghai Dragons. And then in 20th, we have Gongzu Charge. I'm pretty sure is how you say that. Gongzu Charge. Gongzu Charge. That, that, that's a very unique name. Yeah, dude, must be Chinese <laughs> or something. No Man's Sky had their VR testing earlier this week, or I guess it was earlier last week, and a lot of people have been saying that it is probably one of the best VR experiences they have ever had because it's really cool that you can pretend you you pretty much feel like you're in space. And then you jump in your ship and you pull down the hatch and you get to fly through space in a spaceship. And everyone's saying that it's pretty much what they wanted to do as a kid. And everyone is loving it. There was a game that did it right before them. It was uh, whatever that, I think it was like Elite Dangerous, I think it was called. I think so. Yeah, well, just strictly space-based combat. I'll never claim to say that I've ever played uh, No Man's Sky because I've, I've already had such a bad impression of it. I'm glad the game's getting better. Still doesn't make me want to purchase the game. Nah, I get you. <laughs> that might change, though, when VR comes out and people actually have like VR setups to play it. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm oh. just excited for it because it sounds like, like we talked about in the last episode, they're trying to make some sort of MMO-esque kind of No Man's Sky, which I think is going to be really, really cool. The other game that came out recently is Risk of Rain 2. Everyone's been hyped for it. A lot of people really, really enjoy it. Um, and Think of it as the Binding of Isaac, except a 3D shooter. Kind of like a dungeon crawler, you start out in an area, you defeat the enemies, you get different upgrades, different guns, you know, what have you, and then you move on to the next, and then there's a boss, and then you move on to the next, and the next, and you just keep going like a dungeon crawler. It sounds very similar to the way the first one played, because me, because me and my buddy, me and my roommate, uh, he owns Risk Rain 1, and we played it, we both loved it. It's a very good game, and seeing that they went from 2D dungeon side-scroller to 3D dungeon loot? like loot based combat it seems interesting to me yeah i really wanted to try it i was actually given the opportunity by a buddy to play it but i was like you know i probably won't play it too much so go ahead and give the code to someone else it's 20 dollars on steam right now so it really isn't that bad of a deal i would suggest getting it because it looks really really fun i personally haven't played it though just watching it on twitch and everything everyone looks like they're having a great time dakota's played it for a while and said that it was a pretty good game but then again, you know, it's it's not super, super no. popular. It's no, got a no, small no. player base. So. Well, that name you bring up, uh, who, who is that? Dakotas. He's one of the bigger streamers in the world right now. He's like top five in subs or something like that. I want to say he's like the ninja of Europe, but I could be wrong. 
<laughs> the ninja of Europe. Yeah, so he's does, super popular. Does, does he does he have the attitude to back it up? Oh no, no. he's actually a really really chill guy. <laughs> um, if you watch his streams, he's he's a really chill guy, really cool. You say what'd you say to me, you little shit? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching a ninja compilation where it was just a bunch of him like videos of him raging uh, last night. It was actually really funny. It made me laugh. Assuming that those are from when he was like younger, or like when he was a little <laughs> bit of a younger streamer. Yeah, yeah um, much younger, where he didn't die his hair every month <laughs> oh oh, uh, oh damn oh, oh. Dang. Get, get some purple hair uh, that would actually be sick i, I kind of want to go blonde again not gonna lie wait you were blonde yeah i, <laughs> I dyed my no, hair blonde boy you were no oh, you were not blonde when you when you used to work here <laughs> i mean i guess it was like a red but we tried to get it blonde <laughs> oh, yeah, no. um Talk to me a bit about Kenshi. Kenshi. All right. Kenshi's been the new game that uh, I actually got into from our buddy Blue. Because Blue played it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> he says it's a very good game. I started the game. I have gone through a total of six playthroughs so far. Five of which I became a slave and decided to quit it. Nice. So, so basically, you have you have a multitude of starts. What the basics of the game is: there's no story. It's basically think of RTS controls with open world, not story-based driven survival and you basically you don't take control of just one character initially you can start with just one character or you can start with five or two but it's squad-based gameplay so each of your characters has their own set of skills their own weapons their own armor that you have to manage and as well as building up a, your own outpost to other outposts that are generated around the world it is extremely hard to let anyone tell you otherwise like initially like when you spawn in you can't fight anything you what you need to do is go aggravate a group of bandits bring them back to the closest town that you're at so that the town guards kill them so that you can loot the dead you can't fight anything in, in the beginning or else you, you just die that sounds super hard actually it's difficult i'm not going to sugarcoat that big part of it because it's like shoot you can lose your limbs and if you lose your limbs you have to go get prosthetic arms and legs if you get captured by bandits then you're you become a slave you can try to lock pick your way out and become a runaway slave that gives you a debuff that if you're seen by any town within like three days they'll try to capture you it's very rpg open world based gameplay dude that's super brutal actually <laughs> it's super fun now that i actually have a place going in my game on my sixth playthrough mind you it's pretty fun i enjoy the game if you if you guys are into it it's called kenshi again just to reiterate it's on steam if you like hard games that you know that you can sink a lot of time into or at least go take a look at it, I, I i would recommend it apex legends put out a patch last week that pretty much broke the game in terms of player progression so what they did is they tried to put out a patch that simply just fixed some back-end stuff. It tried to help with cheaters and trying to report cheaters. It tried to also do a few things when it comes to longevity of the game, just fix a couple things here and there. It was a really, really small patch. I think it was only like maybe on the upwards of like 30 megs, 30 megabytes. But here's the thing. Once you installed it, it just deleted your player progression. So it said that you had zero kills. It said that you were at level one. Pretty much everything that you worked for at that point in time was erased. And people were livid. They were so mad because some people put in so many hours and they had so, so many kills, so much damage done. And all of a sudden it's just poof, gone. Granted, that didn't really, that didn't just affect the players though. I remember when 
you had said that the day of when I had downloaded the patch. It messed so badly with the servers when we were playing. Well, the thing is, is that they took the, all of the servers down. They took them all down to try and fix it. So that's why you couldn't find any servers to play on because they were all shut down. Pretty much because what happened is they tried to implement the patch. The patch erased everything. So then they had to take all of the servers down to then fix everything. So then when they went live again, your character progression was actually like good again. Because when we were playing, I, like the games that we did get into, the amount of stuttering that that was happening we've been in some bad games right in the beginning where we've had in very intense stutter yeah i think they somewhat fixed that like i still have it with a couple servers i think it honestly just depends on the server that you get thrown into now because a lot of them really don't have that anymore i think the big ticker for me is that when you do get thrown into a bad server like speed-based characters like octane and pathfinder any character it just makes you so much easier to get hit all right so talk yeah. about the anthem chest talk about the anthem elysium chests i think All is what right. they're called the elysium elysium chests i brought this up in the previous podcast as well and a little bit more news has come out on it i, I believe what i said last time was that the the, the chests everybody assumed was going to have armor because that's what one of the developers over reddit had led people to believe initially because somebody asked like when can we see decals and armor in chests at the end of strongholds right in in these elysium chests the patch will be coming out to like to this person he said this patch will be coming out within the next week stay tuned and uh, everyone everyone got super excited like, like you should be like uh, the main thing about the game is that it's it's to customize your damn character that's the whole big premise of it so the patch came out i actually went in personally tried to do it i they're they're implemented but the only thing that's in the elysium chests that i think i said last time and that the developer over reddit said was armor is going to be restricted to those feet to those featured stores that they have in there that, that cost a crap load of coins for you to even attempt to get. Everyone's super angry about it because, let, let's be completely honest, if they don't change the way they're marketing some of their, their skins, in essence, that's all the armor is, is just skins. Games like The Division 2, every time you leave a mission, you look different. Because, I mean, you you could testify to that. You, you played a lot of Division 2. Yeah, so pretty much what happens is there's, of course, recycled armor, but they make a lot of the armor, the gloves, the the holsters. A lot of them look different because each one is different. Yeah, they, they reuse some of them for the lower tiers, but most of the higher tiers are totally different. For example, one of the bulletproof vests that you can get in that game looks like a juggernaut. Like, you, you pretty much have, like, a big old beefy collar around your neck. You look like a juggernaut. And then some of them look really, really small because they're more agile. So it, it, it's pretty interesting how they do things. Well, it may, yeah, exactly. It makes sense. That that's what people like to see. They like to see a visual change. They like customizing the look of their character. And that again, that's the main reason people are so pissed off because the Legion sets don't have armor. They just have vanity. By vanity, I mean the stupid little not don't ever look good half the time decals that you get on your chaplains. All of those look really stupid. They actually just look it, like trash. Because now it's a point to where you every day you can get an Elysian, an Elysian key, which I went and did. I got the key. And then it disappeared from my inventory. Didn't even get to go to a stronghold and use it. Nice. It sounds like a good game right there. Triple A on its best. <laughs> I enjoy Anthem. The game is fun. But they make the, the stupid vanity retarded to grind out. And I'm not even sure how you earn coins half the time. Yeah, it's really bad. They need to fix their loot system. And they need to actually start at, listening at, to the community. At, at, at this point in time, Division 2 completely outclasses 
anthem. Oh, the division two is so good, but that's a that's a different topic. Well, we might get into that, but that's a different topic. But that, that's pretty much all I really have to say on the Illusion Chest. Is everybody they don't really like them. Sure, maybe the decal, maybe some of them look good, but it's like that doesn't really change the overall look of your actual javelin when the armor pieces are the things that do that, and they're set on a stupid timer in the featured store. <laughs> ah. Yeah, it's bad. I fucking do and eat some of my what are these? My apple O's. Oh. You heard of apple O's? I'm fucking trolley. We guys made the gummy worms. They're fucking delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so pissed. Let's move on. Let's, let's move on. All right, so this is something that you probably won't be as heated about, but I think it's kind of funny more than anything. So Prince Harry. The the Prince of England, mind you, Prince Harry, commented last week that he, this is going to make you laugh. He thinks that Fortnite should be banned. He thinks that he can oh, just oh, ban Fortnite. Just I, I Ban Fortnite in general. You know what? Ban it in the schools. Ban it at home. Yeah, Fortnite is terrible for your children. Oh. Pedophiles are going to get to them. Oh, my gosh. Okay. They're going to they're 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 whisper sweet nothings in the ear. Hey, turn its voice. <laughs> Come here, little boy. Oh my gosh, no, yeah. stop, stop, Chance, stop, we're done, okay. It's just really funny because it's something like, okay, so for example, if he wanted to ban, you know, drugs or something like that, that's a little different than trying to ban a specific video game that really is super popular because he said, what is the benefit of having it in your household? By the way, this is found on Parade.com, so if you want to go read it real quick, just type in pretty much Prince Harry Fortnite ban, you'll find thousands of articles about it but this is specifically on parade.com where is the benefit of having it in your household it's created to addict an addiction to keep you in front of a computer for as long as possible it's like waiting for the damage to be done and kids turning up on your doorstep and families being broken down he is taking this to the extreme of course addictions are bad this is just a game it's just kind of funny though how he's going to the extremes of a specific game rather than video games in general now if he wanted to say like we need to ban video games that's a whole different thing because the video games are addictive but he's specifically talking about Fortnite, which is kind of funny because why why would you ban a specific game when all it is is this game in particular hasn't captivated a larger audience than most other games? So it's just kind of interesting to see his take specifically on Fortnite rather than video games in general. He also said this. Actually, no, this is this is his wife, uh, Megan. She said the kids aren't Megan just... Fox? Yeah, Megan Fox. No. Uh, <laughs> his wife, uh, Megan, uh, what's her face? I can't think of her name. Or no, no, no. It's Hold on. Wait, is Harry? Just, just say it's Megan Fox. No, no, it's, it's. I forget her name, but it's Megan. And she said the kids aren't just plugged into their devices, but to one another, barking orders, exchanging intel, passing joysticks, cracking jokes, etc. I mean, yeah, of course, like that's what people do when they play video games. It's what what she says right there just makes it seem like it's a good. Okay, barking orders. I. I could see that because a lot of Battle Royale games do that and a lot of squad-based games do the exact same thing with voice chat. Making jokes and passing joysticks? At the, what, is, is this like a circle jerk? Are we going into like the D club here? What's going on? Yeah, I I don't know. I think that they're just overreacting because... They're they, making it seem a lot worse than it, than it really is. I think it's because they're expecting their first child soon and so they're starting to think more about, you know, like what are we going to let them do? I, I literally think that is the reason why they're 
all of a sudden so oh four nights of the devil they they didn't say that but they're pretty much saying oh Fortnite's bad so i feel so bad for that kid oh i know i i already feel bad for him have you seen parents that think video games are actually like the work of the devil i have seen that i think though mostly they think that because they've seen the quote-unquote harmful effects that video games have on people but that's a totally different topic but i i have seen it that's one side of the coin, though, in all honesty. You got your yeah. bads, and then you got your ups. Video games have made friends, like like legitimately good friends over the internet, all through video games. All right, so, uh, Chance, tell me what you're playing. Well, like I said earlier, doing Kenshi. Kenshi for the most part. I haven't really been doing a whole bunch of other stuff, mostly because I've been working on my personal videos. So I've been only really, I've really only been sticking to one game in general for right now. And it's it's just been Kenshi. I've just been working with it a bunch. I've been super addicted to Apex recently for some reason. All I want to do is play it. I've been pub stomping quite a lot. I haven't been winning a lot of games because my teammates are actually just awful. I always triple their damage and triple their kills, but well, I just can't finish it. Let's, let, let's be honest here. You do like four times the amount of damage me and Richard do, but you tend to not get as many kills as we do either. <laughs> But I've been playing a lot of Apex. I've been playing the Division a little bit in my off time. Killing Floor 2, of course. And I might actually get back into Minecraft a little bit because there's a buddy of mine who streams as well. And he said that he's trying to get a Minecraft server going. So if he can get a Minecraft server going, then I'll get back into that. What are you doing? Are you clapping or something? I, I, I am clapping because I, 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 I love me some, some crafting of mine. Dude, I love Minecraft. So I love Minecraft. Whenever that goes live, it's, though, it's, it's so it's weird too. Because when you say you like Minecraft and you're an old and you're a little bit of an older guy like we are, like like 22, 23. Yeah. It's like, why are you playing Minecraft? <laughs> it's like because it's relaxing. It's a relaxing game. It it really is. On that note, what's next? What's what? I said on that note, what's next? Honestly, that's it. That's all that we got. We didn't have too much to talk about because a lot of it was just kind of stuff to mention. But for the most part, you know, we're done. Well, there you guys go. It's everything, at least for this week. Yeah, at least for this week. Make sure to tune in next week. This one's going up a little bit later, and we apologize for that. I was sick. I had family over, so this is Dan. This is Chance, and we'll see you guys next time. Pog, brother, pog.